Hello and welcome back to Energy Scan Podcast, your weekly access to timely analysis and data on energy markets from top experts at NG Global Energy Management and Sales. This program is dedicated to exploring the weekly macroeconomic trends as well as focusing on the oil markets. We will be interviewing Olivia Gasnier, Senior Economist at NG Gems for Macroeconomic, Foreign Exchange and Oil Market Research. Hello Olivier, things are changing fast on the financial markets. Last week, you explained why the financial markets had been overtaken by a certain pessimism, but it doesn't seem to have lasted long. Hello, Nathalie. Uh, no, to say the least, equity markets rose by 2-3% to despite the continuing rise in bond yields. They have actually returned to their have your cake and hit it approach, which reflects the uh, belief that central banks will be able to keep inflation under control without undermining uh, growth. This reasoning seemed to apply essentially to the U.S., doesn't it? That's true. Last week, for example, U.S. durable good orders rebounded in May, as did consumer confidence in June. And uh, GDP growth was revised upwards in Q1, uh, while jobless claims fell back to 239,000. Household uh, spending is slowing down, but continued to uh, rise in May. What really struck the market was the slowdown in the core PC deflator to 4.6% year-on-year in May. But actually, the year-on-year variation has not fallen for the last six months. Uh, Everything is in place to justify the rise in the U.S. equity markets. Everything seems to be going well. It's true. The problem is that the market is still expecting only one more Fed rate hike, while Jerome Powell clearly mentioned the possibility of two consecutive rate hikes in Central last week. His counterparts at the ECB and the Bank of England have also announced further rate hikes to tame core inflation. What about the Eurozone? Where does this optimism come from? You might wonder, the euro area core inflation actually rose from 5.3 to 5.4% year-on-year in June. Uh, That was slightly less than expected, but it's almost certain that it will not fall before September, which makes uh, at least two further rate hikes by the ECB very likely. Despite the deterioration in the business climate confirmed survey after survey, and despite the very marked slowdown in trade. And in China, anything new? PMIs are continuing to fall and the manufacturing manufacturing PMI remains below 50. Uh, The vague promises of a stimulus plan are not materializing and it's important that the property bubble continues to deflate. In our view, the salvation of global growth will not come from China. What should we be looking out for this week, Olivier? Two main reports in the US, the manufacturing ISM and the job report. As for the ISM, it already uh, has been released and fell further to 46. On the job front, at this stage, there is no notable turnaround in the labor market. Uh, An observation confirmed by the rebound in the conference board consumer confidence or the stagnation in the ISM employment indices over the last 12 months. If the job report is good, a July rate hike would be probably almost certain. If it's not the case, we will have to wait for inflation figures that will be released next week. Okay, let's move on to oil. Prices have bounced back a little, I think. 
Indeed, there was a slightly last week in the Bayerant uh, market, but to put that in perspective, Brent First Nearby still fell for the fourth consecutive quarter for a total decline of 35% since the end of June 2022. So from $114.8 per barrel to $74.9 per barrel. Nevertheless, it seems that the upward trend is continuing at the start of this week. Yes, fears of a, a slowdown in global demand and the disappointment that the sluggishness of the Chinese recovery are being controlled by anticipation of the uh, unilateral 1 million barrel production cut announced by uh, Saudi Arabia at the last OPEC uh, plus meeting early June. Moreover, they have just announced an extension of the production cut in August which is, of course, providing further support for prices. Saudi Aramco is even said to be intending to restrict its export to the U.S. in particular, so that the effect will be seen very quickly in the U.S. weekly statistics and prices will rise rapidly. The level and direction of Russian production also continue to raise major questions. Indeed, for example, India's capacity to import Russian oil is forecast to be close to its limit. Okay. However, uh, according to Kepler uh, estimates for uh, June, uh, there has been an increase to 2.2 million barrels per day uh, for uh, uh, Russian exports to India, which is a new record high level. According to sources, the Russian authorities are seeking to force refiners to supply the domestic market to the detriment of exports in order to bring down uh, gasoline prices. But at the same time, subsidies could be uh, cut drastically in order to make uh, budget savings, which would of course lead refineries to reduce their activity. And last but not least, Hand in hand with Saudi Arabia, Russia has just announced a further cut in its production of half a million barrels per day in August. But of course, it remains to be seen whether this will show up more in the export statistics that, uh, than the previous cut. Thank you, Olivier. See you next time. Thank you, Olivier and Nathalie, for these clear insights. And thank you to our listeners for tuning in. See you all next week for your weekly Energy Scan podcast. Stay up to date about energy market trends in no time, build market views with top quality data, and interact with experts to support your decision making. Visit energyscan.ng.com to learn more.